we 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 should do something less grim. Let's do that. Like, for example, <laughs> a story that describes killing, maiming, and theft, <laughs> and we call it entertainment. One of those stories. Why don't? <clears throat> do you want me to tell the story? As best I can remember it. Do you know what? We haven't had a Kate story time in a long time. We'd better introduce ourselves first, though, before we launch into the glorious chaos that you know we do. If we do our introduction and, and explain who we are and why, mm -hmm. right? And then, if you wanted, I could, like, tell the story as best I can, mm -hmm. right? And then what we can do... Legal Eagle style is like we can go back over the story and try to work out what bits were morally acceptable and what bits were morally questionable. I think, spoiler alert, the morally acceptable part is the first sentence where it says winter is using its chill. Yes. Everything past that. Yes. You've pretty much lost everything past that. But, but, because I only heard this story for the first time today, <laughs> right? Yes. I am going to need help okay. with the bits that I forget. Okay. So basically what I thought was, if I just have a stab at it. Yeah. Um, that could be much more funny, to be honest, you having a stab at it. And then you can like step in and go, no, you've forgotten a very important bit there. Oh, do my best if I'm not laughing too hard. Okay, so that's that's basically <clears throat> what I was thinking. So <clears throat> if you would be happy with that... Sounds good. Let's then I think that, uh, as you say, we could probably do with introducing ourselves. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> Welcome around the virtual campfire. Welcome, welcome. Welcome and welcome. Come on in, warm your knees, pull up a log, grab a biscuit and a drink of choice. You know the drill by now. You kind of know the hospitality is open. Come and settle in. Biscuit or Jaffa cake um, or, or similar. I mean, obviously, you know, generic um, own brand alternatives are yes. available. Um, all yes. I'm saying is you're not necessarily limited to biscuits. I, as I think we previously discussed we have. last week. At length. Um, but but yes, anyway, the point is make yourself at home, grab what you want, yeah. knees, warm, um, marshmallows, all that stuff. Yeah, come and settle in around the virtual campfire. 
come and join myself. I'm half your co-hosting team. I'm Suzanne Martin and I'm a heathen with a head full of mostly useful, some of some useful stuff. So quite a lot of useful yeah, stuff. Some and, useful know, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I am approximately one and a half eighths of your podcast hosting team. Uh, my name is Kate, and I uh, am a. Co- I usually described as a coffee-powered druid, and I live here, and that's basically my claim to why I'm involved in this at all. Okay. So before we get started today. We'd like to just take a moment to pause and say a big shout out and big hello to all of our friends at Awaken the North. If you are looking for an international inclusive heathen group with plenty of lively discussion, not only on their Facebook pages, but also in their Discord channels, go check them out. We think they're kind of groovy people and we'd like to maybe see you there and have a bit of a chat. So... Lovely listeners, welcome to episode 135. 135? Which, for those better at maths than I am and we had to sit and work it out, means every ninth episode you kind of know that we do a story time. And it is one of those multiples of nine, so this episode, lovely listeners, trash panda darlings, campfire custodians, settle in for a story time. This is where we, that is to say, Suzanne and me, will tell you a story. Of sorts. And in our own particular style, which hopefully after 134 episodes, you're pretty much used to how we do things. Because the, um, the, 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 the Norse mythological saga-esque Milieu. That is a word, isn't it? Yeah. I'm fairly sure that's a word. Is full of, of 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 interesting stories, many of which we've 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 covered already. We've we've done all sorts of the you know the 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 the, the big, well known, uh, legends like uh, you know the the building of the walls of Asgard. Mm, that was which, my favourite. Which, which was a good one. Yeah. Um, the uh, the lay of Thrym, in which. In an attempt to recover the stolen hammer Mjolnir, Thor and Loki go off to the giant's hall with Thor dressed in the wedding attire. Yes. Trying to masquerade as Freya. Yeah. Uh, in as a, as a Not way of quite sure still how that worked, but yeah, they both get their frock on. Yeah. And. And be fierce in their frockage. As a way of trying to get the, the Jotnar to give the um, hammer back. Mm-hmm. So that, and that was quite a cool one. Um, oh, and we did the, the the apples. Yes. The stealing of the... Uh, stealing of Eden's apples. S- stealing of Eden, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. The, the kidnapping of Eden. Who... Uh, who I always say I always say Eden and I shouldn't I should say Eden Eden yeah because otherwise apples Eden you get like people go off down the wrong track mm-hmm. you know yeah we did that one too even though Eden Eden the as in the the Garden of Eden didn't wasn't an apple it was fruit yes but anyway not the point no so but that's okay random point 
not like we've ever not done random points before. This is this is very true. Yeah, this is very true. So so today we thought um, because we've we've gone through a lot of the the, the, the sort of well known ones the the biggies you might yeah, say we've done a few of the the more well known ones yeah yeah but there's there's actually still quite a few of the the what you might call the the, the littler stories mm. in a, in a way not not not, not less well known ones less well known yeah. yes yes and some of them are some of them are quite long um some of them are surprisingly long and pointless <laughs> like the ballad of Swip, the Swip Dag. <laughs> We're gonna bring that one up. <laughs> um, which it's like it goes nowhere, does nothing. Yeah. Which whole <laughs> story about I, nothing. I wish I could remember what episode it was. Seventy one. Rosie Clance and Guildenstern would have just had a field day with the Ballad of Spipdag. Seventy one was it? I think so. Okay. Yes, yes, it was definitely a sort of they they'd be sort of sitting there waiting for something to happen. Yeah, waiting for Spipdag. Yeah. You get a, a whole huge build-up over the course of about an hour, yeah. um, and then suddenly just nothing happens at the yeah. end of it. It's 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 fantastic. It's uh, but it is a great story. So some of them are quite long. Some of them not so long. Mm-hmm. Some of them teach important. I, and, and do do forgive me. I'm 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 on a ramble. No, you're in. Yeah, no, lean into it. You're you're kind of in it now, so um, it's good. Some of them teach, um, as as legends and myths often do. Um, some of them, some of them teach in very important moral lessons. Um, you know how to approach a particular issue. What 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 are the the, the, the sort of the, the sort of ethical ideals that we might hope to uh, aspire to? You know what I mean. That kind yeah, of yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Some of them not so much. Yeah. With that in mind, are you going to tell us a story? Lovely listeners, we... I'm going to sit back with you and listen as Kate tells us a story. You're going to tell us a story, right? You're going to we, tell us a story? We, we are going to tell the lovely listeners a story. I grant you, I am happy to have a stab at it, <laughs> but I'm going to get it wrong. Because... Knowing which one we're about to tell, that's brilliant. Yeah, that was bad, bad, bad phrasing. <laughs> Bad phrasing. <laughs> and I might need some help with the names because <clears throat> That's okay. I've I've forgotten most of them. Anyway. Our story today begins I think if I remember rightly. Okay. Towards the end of winter. It does. Here endeth the moral good parts of the story. That's basically it. <laughs> It. Yes, it is towards the end of winter. Yes. Towards the end of winter, the snows are melting because, as Mark Antony reminds us, snows, snows always, always melt. melt. Moment for Mark Antony. Indeed. Okay, now you can continue. Um, Full respect. There is a um, pure foy anyway. Yeah. Yes, because he, God, he was good in that show. <gasps> Um, Sorry, the guy liner just improved things. I it was didn't just, it just? Yeah. What's that all about? Confused brain is confused. Well, no, not confused, but no, it wasn't, no. A, it wasn't at all confused. It was just, it was just hand him over. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. Sorry. So, um, 
it's the end of winter and there are a trio of gods out a wandering yes walking the lands mm-hmm. as they do in the in the the newly enspringed uh, environment yep and these the trio consists of odin mm-hmm. the allfather who is carrying his uh, trademark spear loki the trickster god who is carrying his trademark sky shoes did you call them yep these are something i'd <clears throat> never heard of before but apparently they are things that he has and they are in this story so he's got his his shoes and they are together with their companion honier who is carrying his trademark nothing at all as far as i can tell there doesn't appear to be any anything that he's got that's particularly special apart from i mean i you know he's in the company of two gods and he is one and is a god yeah. so you know i suppose there's that anyway so they're wandering along and they and they they come upon this um uh, waterfall kind of a babbling brook kind of affair a sort of a you know a a a a rivery streamy sort of thing and they notice at the side of said river is an otter Aww. Aww. now i love otters i think otters are just gorgeous i i i i think you know any story with an otter in it has got to be a good one so obviously Loki goes over to get a closer look at the, 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 the otter because, you know, otters are, otters are lovely and you want to go and have a look so you can go back to your friends and say, I saw this otter and it was lovely. With a salmon. And it's got a salmon. It's actually caught a salmon. So it's, it's busy, busy nomming, nomming down on this, on this poor salmon. But, you know, this is nature at work and, 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 and so forth. So Loki sees the otter, sneaks up to the otter, smacks it with a rock, takes what's left of said otter and what's left of said salmon, carries them back to his two companions and says, hey up lads, here's some tea. Yeah, we've made it. We're sorted. This is going to keep us going for a bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mate, but the otter was lovely, but never mind. Okay, this is what happens. Different world, you know. So, carrying the their victims i mean their um their tea they they walk further on until they find a farmstead of sorts mm-hmm. and they go in and greet uh they're greeted by the farmer yes who has at my count two sons and two daughters yep all gathered together in this in this farm place now, obviously, the rules of hospitality being what they are, he opens his farm to these three wandering guests and says, you know, welcome, welcome, come on in. Loki slaps the, the, the salmon and the otter down on the table and says, what's more, furthermore, we've actually brought some some catch, some some mm-hmm. some, some food. You can, you can roast these up. We can all eat handsomely tonight. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be fair payment for you know not that payment is yeah you know, but but you know it'll be our contribution to uh, 
you're why are you looking at me like that um he's look and like to odin he's like why is he looking at us like that because it, the the guy the farmer whose name i forget um let's just call him the farmer um the farmer is looking a bit icy at a this bit. point only a, a bit a bit a bit icy sort of if you can imagine ice but also burning rage burning rage ice yeah okay yeah, yeah. got that in my head and they're like the gods are looking at you what, what's with the burning rage why we all we've done is we've offered we've offered food and look look we've brought you this otter and a salmon and, and he's like right hang on a minute and he disappears off into the back mm-hmm. now unbeknownst to the gods at this point farmer's gone to see his sons and he said lads there's some gods at the front or some travellers at the front does he know they're gods at this point? I don't know don't think he does I don't think no, he does don't think he does some travellers <laughs> at the front some some lad, some fellas have turned up at the front with um, and they want to with a salmon and your dead brother because it turns out you see you know that because this is the sort of world that we we live in it turns out that the otter big old otter there was in fact the brother the third brother the youngest brother of the farmer's family dun 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 indeed now the brother has this thing a sort of shrek-esque kind of not not shrek the princess Princess Fiona, Fiona thing going on where in the daytime he turns into an otter. Mm. So he's out bounding around the stream doing his otter thing in the daytime, gets clocked by a rock by the, 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 the trickster mm-hmm. and then brought to his own father's house, slapped down on the table as lunch. Dun, dun, da. Yeah, dad's... Dad's yeah, mad. It's, it's not a good move. Dad's mad, baby. Yeah. Dad's mad. Don't uh, yeah, don't do it. You're so, talking about like morally reprehensible acts, but we're gonna go through them at the end. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna cover these things at the end. So Dad says to the two brothers, he says, Right, okay, you you you're a couple of strapping lads. I think we can take these fellas. Now, one of them's got a spear. So you need to get that off him. Like, brother one, you do that. Brother two, other fellas got some decent looking slippers. Looks, they look magical. Get them off him. Mm-hmm. Brother three, oh no, hang on. No. <laughs> <clears throat> you, just, you just do your thing. We can take him down and then we'll, um, we'll kill him in, you know, in vengeance. I think we can do that. Let's do that. So there follows a bit of kerfuffle, which we'll skip over because we haven't got the budget for a, for a decent fight scene. We have not. No, you'll just have to close your eyes and imagine a farmer and his two sons attacking three gods in a peasant hovel. Yeah, but they do have the element of surprise. The gods aren't expecting it. They Good. think they're under the rules of hospitality. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So, mm, you know. Hello, ethics. Well, exactly. Again, we'll come to it in a minute. 
but we haven't obviously and we haven't we haven't got a decently choreographed fight scene to show you so we'll just say that when the dust settles the gods are on the floor mm-hmm. bound up yep and the dad and the two brothers or the two remaining brothers at least one of them's obviously still on the table um harsh but fair the 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 the, the two brothers are are, uh, are standing over them going right lads this is vengeance time and the gods are like what 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 is going on what's what on earth is the the deal here all we did was bring you food so dad explains no actually what you did was you killed my son and then you brought my son to my house slapped him down on my dinner table and told me to eat him mm. so you can shove anyway this yeah. is and now we're <laughs> going to kill you because Vengeance demands it. So Odin, I think, mm. just leave this leave this to me for a second. Let me talk to him. It'll be, it'll be fine. Right. He says, "Look, farmer, I can see you're annoyed. I understand you're annoyed. I would be annoyed as well. We didn't know your son turned into an otter in the daytime. It might have been a good idea if you'd put some sort of collar on him or something like that. But never mind. A collar and a bell. A little bell." <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. Something like that, you know, would have been handy, but, but, you know, water under the bridge. Over the otter. Water over the otter. (laughs) So, I'm not holding it against you, but I do think, he says, that there might be room for negotiation here. Rather than just, like, outright bloody vengeance... And like I say, I quite get that that's how you feel, but under the circumstances, you might be able to, we might consider a spot of the old Weirgelt. Mm. Or Ottergelt in this case, I suppose. Yeah. You know? Ottergilt. We've killed somebody, Ottergilt. <clears throat> we've killed somebody, we've killed somebody we shouldn't have killed. Mm. We've got guilt about guilt for the kilt. We have. And. There is nothing under the kilt. That's right. Mm and i suggest that out of guilt for the kilt we pay you guilt yeah we'll pay you a ransom for your son name your price and we can we can off we can sort whatever you think is appropriate mm-hmm. right so dad mulls it over a little bit he sort of sits there, you know, thinking, thinking, thinking. He's doing that whole thing that mechanics do, going. Yes. That's going to cost you. Yeah. Mm. You've been having a go at this yourself, haven't you? Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> so then, farmer says, "All right, you've got a deal. If I'm going to get to name my price, you have a deal. What we're going to do." is we're going to establish how much you're going to need to pay in otter guilt for my son. For my kilt. For my kilt son. Yeah. For which, to, to assuage your guilt. Yeah. For, for, for my kilt son. Yeah. Kilt, the kilt guilt. Yeah. Right? So, he calls to his daughters, the farmer. Because yes. the daughter, they're still daughters, they've been in the background a bit, but they're there. 
So he says, he calls to his daughters and he says, right, daughters, take your brother. Yes. Right? Who is lying on the kitchen table. Yep. Who was going to be lunch. Right? Take your brother, skin him, bring the skin back here, stretch it out. Right? And then what we're going to do, you, what you're going to do, he says, pointing to Odin, who he doesn't know is Odin. Mm-hmm. He says, what you're going to do, you th- the three of you, is you are going to provide me with enough red gold to the volume by by which I can completely fill my son's skin, yep. otter skin. Mm-hmm. For, lucky for them, he didn't turn back. Lucky for them he wasn't an elephant. I mean, that could have been a bit more tricky. I want to be able to fill my son's skin with red gold and then cover up the the, the filled skin with more red gold. And if you can do that so that not a single piece of him is showing out out of the pile, then you will have paid a suitable ransom for him. Mm -hmm. And the gods look at each other and they're like, that's a lot of red gold. By crikey, that's... By us, that's a lot of red gold. Well, yes. What do we... <sighs> Where do we find that? Where do we find that? And then Loki's like, lads, leave it to me. Untie me. Give me my flappy sky shoes back. Ah, he doesn't take the flappy sky shoes, but they do Does get Does he not take the now. flappy sky shoes? He does not take the flappy sky shoes. Fair enough. Well, untie me... I will go venturing and I will sort out the stuff that we need in order to be able to do this mm-hmm. thing. So, anyway, I'm cutting a long story short at this point. Okay. Right, so, Farmer agrees to let Loki go. Loki goes and he makes his way to the deep, deep halls of Ran and Aegir. Mm-hmm. Ran, the ocean goddess of yep. the depths. Yep. And Loki says to Ran, O lady of the depths. It's a good way to start. Something along those lines, yeah. maybe. I'm, you know. I'm, I'm assuming. He, he's, he wants something from her, so I'm imagining he's probably, yeah. you know. Putting it nice. Doing the polite thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. And he's like, is there any chance, because there's some gods in danger right now, We've got a, got a couple of gods bound up, and I need to I need to arrange for them to get let go. And in order to do it, I've got a plan, but I need to borrow your net. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You see, Ran has this net that she uses to fish, for, well, fish, but also for people. Yes. Her um, drowning net. Her drowning net, by which she brings seafarers down to her halls yes it's very important to her it's 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 kind of her signature thing it is and she's like not really sure i'm big on giving you my net uh, anyway she she eventually uh, decides all right fine i'll cooperate here have 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 my net i want it back and loki's like okay yep fine you'll, you'll get it back don't worry leave it with me whoosh off he goes and he makes his way to Svartalfheim. He does. Uh, which is the Just... land of the Dark Elves. Ooh-wee, 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 ooh-wee. 
Now the late, he, he he makes his way into a, into a realm of caves and caverns. He does. And tunnels until he re- reaches this gigantic, huge, big cavern. And I like to think, um, because I the used to play... The world is safer now? I, I like to think the world is safer now. Yes! But um, uh, I used to play uh, EverQuest 2, which has a city in it. I used to play a dark elf uh, whose home city was a city called Neriak, which was indeed... Uh, giant caverns and 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 caves underground, uh, all covered in sort of glowy kind of ultraviolet looking phosphorescent phosphorescent stuff. Uh, uh, um, murals and symbols and things. And I I I kind of like to think of Svartalfheim looking a little bit like that. Loki goes to a pool, uh, and it's a pike shaped pool, apparently. Well, it's got a pike in it. It's got a pike in it. It's not. It's, it's a huge, big pool. It's a pool where there's water coming up and then water going back out again, but it's got a pike in it. Yes. And he uses the net to catch the pike. He does. The pike is a big old pike. Nom, 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 nom. And it turns out that the pike is actually, once he wrestles it under control, is actually an... Andvari. Andvari. Dun dun da. Dun dun da. Andvari the dwarf. Andvari the dwarf. Now, discussion for another time. Is a one of the Dvergar the same as one of the Svartalfa? Um, I know there's some discussion about whether the dwarves and the dark elves are actually the same people. Yeah, that's, um, that's a whole big discussion. We might have to open that bag of ferrets another time. But for now, we'll leave it that he's got a dwarf in a net. Mm-hmm. And he says to this dwarf, dude, you have an awful lot of red gold for doing your uh, dwarfy making of gold things thing. And I want it. And Anvari kind of looks at him and goes, yeah, but it's mine. And Loki's like... Yeah, but I'm Loki. And Anvari's like, okay, fair enough. There may have been more of a discussion than this. I don't no, no, really they, remember. They pretty but much it was, got the, the, it was the beats of it, yeah. Something along those lines, anyway. And so he uh, uh, he basically hands over, Anvari hands over all his gold, every last little scrap of it to Loki, except for one ring. Not that ring. Mm-hmm. Ashnazg. Not that one. Not that one. One ring, one very intricate, very um, ornate finger ring um, that he tries unsuccessfully to keep out of Loki's sight, but Loki spots it and says, I want that as well. And Anvari's like, really? Because it's just like one tiny, tiny little ring. I, I kind of need it. I kind of want it. I, I need it because if I can, if I keep this, then I can use it to make other things and 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 I'm not ruined. You, know, you take this and I'm ruined. And Loki's like, I don't really care. Hand it over. So he's like, oh, for peace. All right. So he hands it over. Loki gathers all the stuff together, hightails it back to the farm and lays out all this stuff in front of the farmer. He says, here is all the gold that you're going to need for your... Uh, your what's it he's kept the little finger ring though for himself 
because he has other plans for that. But, you know, we're talking a, still a big chunk of gold, a big pile of gold. So he gives it to the farmer. The farmer says to his daughters, right, I want you to make a bag out of your brother, right? Fill the bag with... Fill the bag Sorry, with gold, right? And then cover the full bag with the rest of the gold and make sure that it all covers and then we've settled the terms of the deal. Right? So the girls, I mean, it doesn't. the story, as far as I can tell, doesn't relate how they feel about this, but they start stitching up their brother and filling him full of gold. And then they, they pile, up the, pile up the gold around him. And it's looking good. There's no otter visible through all this gold. And Loki turns to Odin and he says, Oh, by the way, I got you something as well, boss. And hands him the little finger ring. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Now, the bit that I forgot as we were going through all this, because I was getting all excited, mm-hmm. was that Andvari, when he handed over all his gold, he wasn't very happy. And he said to Loki, he said, that ring, and I'm paraphrasing, that ring, because you've taken that ring off me and I'm quite annoyed about it, I'm going to curse that ring. And whoever owns that ring, whoever bears that ring, whoever is the ring bearer, you might say. Oh, that was good. That was You were waiting all story to get that in, weren't you? Yeah, and I, missed, and I missed the opportunity when it came up. It's all great. It's, all good. Go. It's, it's still good. It's still good. Whoever is the bearer of that ring is going to have some seriously bad times. I can't remember exactly what the bad times were going to be, but they were going to be bad, bad times. Can you remember what the bad times were going to be? The, I mean, they can get quite descriptively descriptive with their cursing. So, you know, imagine a fairly good florid kind of i will fong you i will fong you but kind of like with bigger words so your insides are on the outside and your outsides are on the insides and and pain so much pain like that that kind of thing yeah yeah it was a it was a bad curse anyway but yeah so loki goes to go says to andvari before he leaves he says well okay once I repeat the words of that curse, then it will come into into it will come into force. So when I give this ring to someone, and I repeat the words of that curse, then the curse will fall upon the upon that person. So he's like, okay, all right. So off he goes. So at this point, now Loki's going to Odin and saying, "Here, dude, boss, got you this nice ring. Why don't you why don't you keep that?" Just it's a present. It's just from me to you because I hold you in such high esteem. Mm. You know. Aww. And Odin's like, mate, thank you. I, I genuinely didn't know that you were. That's, that's, that's really nice of you. Thanks. Oh. And they're 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 sharing a moment, and which is interrupted by the farmer going, "Hang on, whoa." This bad boy can fit this. so much red gold in it. <laughs> the deal is not yet fulfilled. And the gods are like, what? Shocko the god. Shocko the god. What? 
What? At least the mantras are easy. And the farmer says, no, look, here, look, look. There's a whisker. I can see a distinct whisker sticking out from that huge pile of gold. <laughs> oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. You have not fulfilled your part of the bargain. You were supposed to cover my dead son's gold-packed skin completely, and you have failed to do so. So they were, they're like looking at each other, going, what the fish? Bugger. What do we do? What can you... What, how, I mean, can we not just like cut the whisker off or something? No, we're going to have to do something better than that. And Odin's like, well, I mean, I always give him the ring. And Loki's like, yeah, you could, but, but, I mean, don't. You know, there's no need. It's your ring. I gave it to you. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to give it. No, sorry. Right, just to just to get us out of the the thing. Have this ring, he said to the farmer. Mm-hmm. So the farmer's like, well, it's. I mean, it's not going to. I can't hang it on the whisker. It's not going to cut, but it'll do. It'll. You know, we'll 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 say it balances out. Yeah, all right. I'll take the ring. All right, untie him. So they all get untied. They get their stuff back. Uh, the spear gets given back. The magic sky shoes get given back. Um, Honiers. Nothing gets given back. Um, and they all, they sort of stand up, dust themselves off, go and stand by the door. Right, we're just about to leave. And Loki's like, oh, by the way, that, remember that ring I gave you? Fonging. Cursed ring. Very, very bad fonging. Mm. That is going to bring you a world of hurt. Bye! And then they leave. Yeah. And that is the story of how all that stuff I just said happened. It's pretty good for TLDR. Which, yeah, granted, I missed I missed a bit about the curse in the first place and really should have put that in the right place. But, you know, we can... It's not bad for, you know, you, you hear it once and you've, you've pretty yeah. much picked it up. And yeah. yeah, it's good, it's good. So, so where do you want to start with the moral ambiguities? Well, with because that, my God, there are a lot of ethical difficulties with this story. There's an <laughs> like, awful lot. What? There's an awful lot to unpack, as the kids say. There is an awful lot to unpack, and we will do the unpacking briefly, so that you lovely listeners can unpack it a bit further, and take these points and just run with them, run to the hills with them, <laughs> because the this. There's a whole lot in this story of what is going on. Where would you like to start? Um, well, we know that the first part of it, it's it's like the end of winter, beginning of spring. And that's basically the only sentence that isn't like not morally questionable. It isn't questionable. morally questionable. And yes, they kill Otter, who is eating a salmon by the side of the river. Don't kill otters. Otters with a rock, which is, yeah, it's it's kind of at that point with that information they have, it's a good move because they can then take that and offer it as a gift to whoever hosts them that evening and say, hey, we're being good guests. We've brought food to share. I suppose. So. You know, the Havamal talks about don't go to your mate's house hungry because then all you're thinking about is the food and you're not thinking about the friendship with your mate. This is true. And be a good guest, and or 
in that guest rights section as well, there's be a good host, you know, offer a warm place by the fire, offer drinks to travellers. And Scottish tradition tells us never go with nothing in your hand. Yeah, exactly. So they are kind of thinking ahead. Well, we've got to, we want to stay somewhere tonight that's indoors, not outdoors. We're going to have to take, we, you know, it would be a good etiquette to take something with us. Yeah. So, you know, that's... <clears throat> At that point in the story, they are technically ethically correct. They're doing, they're doing all right. They're doing, they're doing the good thing. But it's when they arrive at the farmhouse, it all goes a bit Pete Tong. Mm. Through no fault of their own. Through no fault of their own. Because, like I say, they didn't know that Lado turned into an otter in the daytime. Because it's not, not. it's not a common scenario. No. You know, you see an otter, it's not the first thing you think. It generally isn't. No. So, we're still doing okay. Yeah. Now the 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 farmer the farmer dad. Yeah. Farmer dad obviously doesn't think so. As far as he's concerned, his son's been murdered, murderified. Which technically he has. Yeah. Murdered. I mean, by they're some... they're both kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. So how he goes about resolving the said murder. Hmm. Are we questioning his right to... Recompense. Recompense. Now, his the recompense he initially chooses is vengeance. Yeah. Bloody vengeance. But then he's persuaded away from the course of vengeance, which is kind of what Weregild and that system of compensation is, is to do. Mm. Is That's what it's deliberately designed to do, is... That so we don't get generations of families feuding against each other. Well, that, that's the thing. One family pays off the other, and that's an end to the whole matter. Taking the whole god element out of it, he's got three guys who've killed his son. He kills the three guys. Then the three guys' families mm. come looking for him for vengeance for killing them. Yep. And so it bounces down the generations and encompasses mm. wider families. And the Icelandic sagas are full of feuds that ripple out. Yeah. That start originally between two wives or two brothers and they just ripple through family, through extended family, across generations, into adopted sons, across friendships. And it's just this whole hot mess of stuff. Yeah. So to stop the hot mess... From happening, which is a noble goal. Mm-hmm. Odin says, "Can would you consider a, a token payment? Paying a paying a ransom for the 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 the, the inadvertent murdering." Yeah. So okay, all right. So we're doing so far. We're doing by the standards of the time. We're doing reasonably decent, ethical, ish ish. Yeah. What's it? Yeah. It was an accidental killing, um, and they're still willing to pay the the fee, if you like. Yes, the the agreed price. The feo. Yeah. So we're 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 kind of doing all right. I start getting a little bit worried when his measure. For how much he wants to be paid is okay. I'll get my daughters to go and skin my son. Yeah. And we'll make him into a little bag. We're gonna stuff the skin upright 
to hold, so yeah, Honia holds Otter up, and it's not just like Otter is sat on the floor or laid out lengthways. He's held upright. Okay. And then they cover him with gold from there. Oh wow! Okay. I don't know. It's it's you see. This is where my twenty first century. I can't say that twenty first century people are dreadful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say my. My 21st century um, sensibilities. No, it just I can't I can't say that with a straight face. Um, <laughs> but the idea of the idea of skinning your brother and turning him into a little bag that you can fill with gold just seems a little bit not. It's a little bit Tim Burton. Let's put it that it's way. It's a little bit Tim Burton. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of. A little bit sort of like, oh, we're into kind of, yeah, Tim Burton horror territory here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Neil Gaiman had a hand in this story and you can see exactly where. So, then we've got, they let Loki go. Loki goes off to get the net. Yep. As far as I can tell... I mean, I'm assuming he does ultimately take the net back, so... The story doesn't say, but story you can assume say. he does. So, there's nothing, nothing wrong there. No. He just goes and asks for help. Goes and asks Ran, for a loan and gets one. Ran gives gives the help. Cool, no problem. Then there's poor Anvari. Well, yeah, he basically traps the dwarf and ransoms him back, doesn't he? Yeah. He basically nicks... Everything this poor dude owns. Yeah. Everything in the workshop. The raw gold, the finished items, the half-finished items, everything. He strips that guy's workshop out. Like, you know, going through all the chests in Skyrim and emptying them of everything down to the cabbages. Yeah. You're stripping everything out of this workshop. Yeah, and then and then you discover that some 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 watchman has seen you from like some corner of the room that you didn't even know was there around the corner of the room yeah and you're just like how how are you seeing me around a corner yeah um but of course in skyrim you're not necessarily a god so it well i mean you could be it depends what mods you've got installed obviously so poor anvari ends up with absolutely nothing but he does he does do a, a little a little spot of for hate's sake i spit my last breath at thee um, you kind of would throw a bit of a tantrum if that happened to you. To I be mean, fair. it wasn't his last breath. To be fair, Loki didn't kill him. No, but it did take everything shiny out of his workshop, though. It's a good opportunity for a Moby, <laughs> Moby Dick slash Wrath of Khan quote, oh. isn't it? From hell's heart, I stab at thee. For hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. By God, that's a good line. Anyway. So he puts the curse on. Cursing, bad, but I can see why. Kind of, yeah. You know, you can you can sort of understand the motivation. Um, Loki goes back to the farm, gives all the gold over to the farmer. Yep. Farm dad packs his son up yeah. with gold. The skin, yeah. Covers the remnant. So that's a, that's a that's a bit weird to be quite honest. 
you know, from my culture, from my whatever, you know, it's, it's something I, I, I have a bit of an issue with. But, but Loki gives the ring to Odin. Yes. The cursed ring. That one. The ring which Loki knows he can activate yep. by repeating the curse mm-hmm. at any time he likes. So what is going on there? I I think we're just safely filing that under morally questionable Mm. and leaving that one well alone. Okay. (laughs) But of course it doesn't work because Odin ends up having to give over the ring anyway. He does. Which means, you know, farmer dad, sorcerer farmer dad and sons end up getting all the gold but getting a fairly hefty curse that goes with it. Farmer dad... Farmer sons, farmer daughters yep. have lots of gold, as you say. They keep their side of the bargain. Yep. They don't kill the gods or try. Mm-hmm. They untie them, give yep. them their stuff back and send them on their way. Yep. Per the agreement that they have. Yep. Loki then activates the curse. Yes. Which, frankly... Was a bit harsh. (laughs) Because... Could have walked away and not done it. Could have walked away and not done it. And... To be honest, Farmer Dad was the wronged party. Albeit... Technically, yes. Accidentally. Yeah. He was the wronged party. He had struck a deal with them and kept... His side of the deal. Yep. And he'd let them go. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the end of it. Yep. But Loki activated the curse. But it's not the end of it. And, dun-dun-duh, there's actually this follow-ups to this story and it follows what happens to the treasure hoard. I was going to say, is there a sequel? And the curse, what effect that curse has and how that ripples out... There's murder in there. There's a dragon in there. There's all sorts of things. But it's it's an odd, almost an odd set of tales because you read them all in sequence and it's the treasure that you're following. Okay. Not any one individual that's connected to it. It's like you're just following what's happening to the Horde and the people around it are orbiting that rather than the Horde is orbiting a central character and you're watching them individually. Oh, wow. When you say dragon, would this be Fafnir? Fafnir. By any chance? Yes. Because Fafnir, I remember, I think we covered, I think we've done the story of Sigurd and Fafnir. Sigurd and Fafnir, we've talked about in context of Smaug. Because I was going to say that was was where the the story of Smaug came from, wasn't it? Or that's inspired by farmer dad's sons mm-hmm. are fafnir and reagan and fafnir ends up a dragon becoming a dragon and taking the horde for himself i seem to remember reading and i wasn't sure whether it was smaug or fafnir or somebody but there was, i remember reading somewhere about 
that the dragon had been lying on this pile of treasure for so long that it had got treasure. Yeah, but it's still embedded into its yeah, belly. Yeah, the, the Smaug still <laughs> has a missing scale. Right, and with Fafnir, who is Farmer Dad's one of Farmer Dad's two remaining sons. Yeah, takes the hoard and becomes dragon sickness incarnate becomes a dragon okay. to guard the gold and he also ends up with the same weakness he ends up with a scale missing um, which proves to be his very pointy downfall but not by arrow but that story is is also the story of Sigurd and Fafnir the dragon is kind of like yeah that that's kind of like a one that follows on from this tale but this is where it starts this is why that gold red gold hoard is cursed in the first place that is where this is where that curse comes from the ultimate moral of the story being i'm so, being i think we can sum it up don't go smacking otters with rocks don't do it don't do it bad idea just don't you yeah. don't know where it's going to end up we can't tell you how to heathen but we can recommend you strongly do not hit an otter with a rock not unless you want to end up having to deal with a dragon yeah. yeah, Farmer Dad is going to be cheesed. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Lovely listeners, thank you for joining us through this fabulous Kate rendition <laughs> of yeah of I don't know otter what's skin. It ca- what's it called? This story. Some like it otter. Some like it otter. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely listeners. If you want to find us online and, and chat to us about this Why episode, you? you can. You can find me. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm on Facebook under that name. And I'm also on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And if you want to find me for any reason, you'll find me on Facebook as Kate Coldwind. While you're on Facebook, if you have a look for our page at um, Frithcast Pod. Um, that will give you links to our little group and to our Discord server, our virtual, virtual campfire. Yeah, you can come and where, hang out around the virtual, virtual campfire. Yeah, you are. You would be very welcome to come and join us there. Lovely listeners, thank you for listening to Storytime with us today. We'll hopefully see you next time. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.